I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. And I am not Alyssa. Welcome to 52 Women, the official podcast of the Montgomery County, Maryland chapter of the National Organization for Women. We want to take some time to acknowledge what happened in Charlottesville. Um, We don't, to want to be really honest, that we don't exactly know the right thing to say. And we've talked about it and... Um, it seems like the right thing to do is to say how we feel, um, to say Heather Heyer's name, um, because she's a woman who put her body in harm's way, um, and she didn't know the car was coming, but she certainly knew that there were dangerous people all around her, and she knew that it was more important for her to take a stand physically and be there um, than to sit home, and she did. And she was murdered by someone whose name doesn't deserve to be said, um, who had a history of domestic violence, um, something that we've talked about before that comes up time and time again when someone does something so despicable and horrific and inhuman, uh, we often find out that that person had been abusive to uh, women or a woman in his life before, and he was, um, to his mother before this happened. Uh, we want to say that we're... That we're so sad and heartbroken and grief-stricken and um, we've been talking about what women in Montgomery County should be doing um, in response to this. We've been talking to each other. We um, had a happy hour last night where we uh, talked to other people. We've been reading every article. We've been thinking hard about it. And it seems that the answer is to keep doing the work of making sure that women in Montgomery County, um, especially women of color, are treated fairly, that um, if there's an opportunity for women who are in a privileged situation because of the color of their skin or because of where they live or because of their social status that we're using that status and that privilege to protect other women, whether it's by putting our bodies between them and people who would wish to harm them when they're trying to protest peacefully, or um, whether it's us working to fight for legislation um, that helps these women or to fight against legislation that doesn't help these women, making sure that there is uh, equity when it comes to pay, to getting to the ballot box, to access to services, um, and to access to legal representation when necessary, all the other um, things that women need within the county to make sure that there's um, all women, regardless of the color of their skin, are, are getting what they need. I don't know what else to say except that we're very, very sad 
We're also angry. Angry. And I would like to go on record because apparently this is something that needs to be said in yeah. 2017. Yeah. Nazis are bad. Yeah, right. White supremacists <laughs> are bad. Yeah. Like, we're, you know, yeah. this wasn't a many sides thing. This was a one side that came looking for a fight thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, people died. Yeah. Heather Hare died. There were two police officers that died. Like, this is not something we're excited about that's going on. And yeah. we want to give our support to furthering the cause and making this stop. Yeah. And I think it's people... Also, in, oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's also just, like, not normal. No. Not, not, not okay. Bad. No, not okay. Mobs no. with torches. I know. Chanting god-awful things. Like... How is this life in America in 2017? Yeah. And I think the thing is that, um, not to like harp on the point too much, but I know like a lot, a lot of white people were, were trying to helpfully tweet out that the hashtag, this is not us. And a lot of people of color were saying, actually it is. is." Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I guess, you know, I know what would have been better would have been, this can't be us anymore. Mm-hmm. We we have to do something so this is not us anymore. And I think the community in Charlottesville, everyone they interviewed was just... And, and I know they shouldn't be shocked because I know Central Virginia is not a place where racial tensions run low or anything. I mean, I, I know that. But I think Charlottesville, because of the university, is a community where they just didn't expect it to happen there and that's how I feel about Montgomery County like I can't even imagine that happening here and I, I mean I, I remember when I was sitting watching this hap- unfold and I was thinking as I often do when bad things are happening in this country okay we have to get to work we have to do something but also thank goodness I live in Montgomery County thank goodness I live in Maryland and I think maybe that's the wrong <laughs> the wrong way to think about it I think the right way to think about it is Thank goodness this has not happened here. Now what do we do to make damn sure that this does not happen here? Well, since the election, there's been a big uptick in the number of hate incidences that have happened here. Yeah. Like in high schools. In elementary schools. Churches. Yeah. And other places of worship. Yeah. Um, Swastikas on walls in bathrooms at schools and banners outside of black churches saying the n-word and it's like when we have these people are just emboldened now yeah Mm -hmm. and it's disgusting it's disgusting it's it's acceptable to come out now because they have a champion in the white a a champion in the white several champions in the white house not just one yeah but a staff a whole staff of champions and at the doj yeah, who were just like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, we see, like, the other side came looking for a fight, too. Don't worry about it. Like, there are equal sides to blame. No, no, no. No, yeah. no, no. One side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One side. Um, so, an, a reason that we have to keep being vigilant, um, even in Montgomery County, is uh, that even though the violence didn't happen here specifically, um, Matthew Heimbach... Um, who was one of the guys who helped organize the march in Charlottesville, is a Montgomery County, um, was Montgomery County born and raised. He went to Poolsville High School. 
Um, he tried to start a white student group at Poolsville High School to um, promote white supremacy. Um, the principal and the staff would not allow it, obviously. Um, he had a lot of people sign a petition, a lot of other students at Poolsville High School signed the petition, um, trying to get the club, the whites only club into Poolsville High School. Uh, but the, um, the school would not allow it. Um, he then went on to, um, Montgomery College and to Towson, um, his parents have both disowned him. He says they don't know his children um, because they didn't raise him this way. Um, he has a lot of uh, neo-Nazi beliefs. Um, he blames all the Jews for killing Jesus. Um, he feels that the real problem with the country is the Jews controlling the media, um, controlling the banks. Um, what is this, 1940s Germany? Yeah, he says that he, he, <laughs> like, he actually says that he would he would walk alongside black people if they were had the common cause of destroying Jews. He's he says he's been let down by Trump. Um, See, can I just say my family is Jewish? I freaking wish we controlled the banks. <laughs> yeah, I I'm Jewish too. Well, I'm my mom's Jewish and I grew up. I was raised Jewish and. I always think it's the funniest insult when people are like, you guys are doctors and accountants and lawyers. And I'm like, I'm... You well-read am people. I miss, am I How dare you? Who are like well, wealthy and, and well-educated? I don't... It's a tough insult to, to swallow. As a non-Jewish person, I don't understand yeah, yeah. the hatred, so... Yeah, it's an interesting... Um, he says he was left down by Trump um, because he doesn't want hawkish foreign policy and he doesn't want big business people in the White House. So he's racist and Student? not intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, campaign cycle. Yeah, yeah. Um and yes, I'm over not calling Trump supporters names. He also thinks that the uh, that America should be divided into ethno states with all different um, ethnicities being divided and owning each ethnicity owning its own area. Anyway, he doesn't seem, he's only 26 years old. We have to, I, I, I think this is kind of related, but maybe we can go into it on another podcast. There's, to, to quote Trump, something going on with like men in their 20s. And I was listening to a podcast and I read an article about it, but maybe we can go into it another time because I don't have any of the notes yeah. on it but I think I texted the two of you about like the economic changes and the social changes and how it's like it's a perfect storm for some of these yeah because it seems like a common thread that a lot of these men were in their 20s oh bingo charged with harassment and um, a misdemeanor for repeatedly shoving and screaming at a woman Oh, and a, oh, a black woman who was protesting at a Trump rally in Louisville. Um, he pled guilty to a lesser charge. Had a hundred, got a hundred forty-five dollar fine and ninety days in jail. How about if we just stop doing that? I think we'd have some of these problems. Solved. Oh, here's a great quote from his history professor at Montgomery College. 
the violence he committed surprised me, said John C. Thompson, one of Heimbach's former professors at Montgomery College. He struck me as someone who cowered easily. However, he was hitting a woman, so maybe he felt brave. That's what the history professor said. Hi. Um, sorry, this is, this is all on um, the Sentinel. Um, so anyway, that, that's just, we'll share it. I'll send it to, I'll send it to an Alyssa. Yeah, that's, so that's all just, uh, it's really terrifying. Actually, I'm not going to read all the quotes out loud. Obviously I'd just be reading you the article, but it's pretty terrifying. The things that he said, um, and he was raised right here in Montgomery County. Maryland, my Maryland, Maryland, my Maryland. I actually just found out that part of the Maryland flag, which I love oh. is. The, part of the Mar Maryland by Maryland is racist. Well, part of the Maryland flag, I mean, originally it's the Baltimore's and the Calverts or whatever, mm -hmm. but during the Civil War and right after, the red and white part, I forget if that's Baltimore or Calvert, was used as a symbol of um, secession. Secessionist Do not destroy our flag for us, it was please. <laughs> I just read that. It's very, it's a It's a nice flag. It is nice. As the a, best flag in the country. As a... As a transplant to Maryland, I also enjoy it. So yeah. let's just let's yeah. just tell you. Let's not do that. So, do you know how many things I own with the Maryland me flag? Too. I got a I'm wallet. Same. Same. I got an umbrella. Well, I don't have the wallet. I got a I got a running pants. I was gonna say you can buy running pants that are the Maryland flag. Uh huh. I got at least two T-shirts. I got a hat. <laughs> I'm just picturing you as like a Maryland flag. Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually carry them at the same time, or wear them at the same time, but don't ruin it! I'm sorry. Maddie told me. I'm really sorry. It's true, though. Please, please don't ruin my alma mater. I have it in my car. I would like to give a shout-out to UMP. Colorado. They have oh, the second yeah. best flag in the country. With a C? No, yeah. It's I cool. just, I, yeah, no, I... We were talking before we started recording. We're recording this on Thursday, which is when the attack in Barcelona happened and right after or soon after Trump the man in the White House who's not going to be called president on this podcast <laughs> immediately deemed it a terrorist attack because a car drove in to a group of people but no such label was put onto the person who or the event that happened in Charlottesville yeah the um, vice mayor of Charlottesville, and I'm trying to find his name. Um, he's a he's a young guy. Um, he was on West Bellamy. Mm -hmm. He was on CNN this weekend, um, and I was watching. And he was on with two other pundits. One of them was a Republican, so I'm not even gonna. And it not not. I'll take that back. I'm not going to say he was a Republican because many of the Republicans who I disagree with on a regular basis are coming out and saying, yeah, no. Yeah. But Wes Bellamy was on CNN and he was like 45, 45. And this person kept calling him out like, you're not going to, you're not going to call him your president. You're not going to give him that respect. And he's like, he does not deserve my respect. Yeah. Nope. Like after, because this was after the first statement where he was like, it was many sides. And Mr. Bellamy was like, he does not get my respect after that. Yeah. You know. No. But it's familiar, right? Like, as women, it's familiar to us to hear that there are two sides to a story where... Victim blaming. Yeah. Where someone... And and, and to hear the, the, the difference when it's in Barcelona when 
the perpetrator is somebody who is not white. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. It's the same, right? Like, we hear black men talked about as thugs, mm-hmm. and we hear white guys who are oh, dressed a lot like the guys who were carrying the fucking, carrying the torches. We tried. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Trying to cut back on the cussing. Sorry, trying to cut back on the swearing. The same, dressed a lot the same as the guys carrying the torches. One of those guys gets accused of raping a woman. Yep. It's what was she wearing? How drunk was she? But he's a s- swimming star, whatever. And and it's it's the same dynamic. It's the same dynamic that we that. And I'm not saying. I mean, like. You run a car into people. I don't care who you are. You're a maniac and a mm-hmm. terrorist. Um, but it's that same. You hear that same kind of rhythm to it. There are two sides. What were they doing? Were they being too aggressive? They were asking for they, it, right? You you hear that same. Also, thing. White men who. It's usually about shootings, but they're always called like the lone wolf or something. Mm-hmm. It's like. That there's a pattern that people need to recognize. And and he might have been the lone wolf who ran a car into people, but he wasn't the lone wolf there, like, ready yeah. to harm people, armed, ready to and ready to terrorize people. That's still terrorism when you're standing there strapped with automatic weapons, staring people down, and waving flags that represent slavery and murder... That's still terrorism. Even if you haven't killed anybody, you're terrifying people, and that is your purpose. You have come there to terrorize people. Mm-hmm. I I just I I can't even imagine what would what the reaction would have been if that was a group of black people, right, or Muslim people. I mean, I like, think we wouldn't know they, what the reaction would be yeah. if they be if jail. a group of like. Black men, because the yeah. the group was mostly white women. If they took to the streets of an American city with freaking torches and guns, they took and, to the streets in Ferguson with their hands in the air, and they got pepper sprayed and arrested. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, can I can't even imagine how Donald Trump supporters would have reacted to that. I know. So we're gonna we're gonna continue fighting. And reiterating, Nazis are bad. White supremacy is bad. Heather Heyer was really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. One of uh, Now's six core issues that we've talked about on the podcast before is racial justice. And we're going to definitely make sure that a lot of our work focuses on, on that and doing whatever we can. Yeah, to stand next to people. I was listening to... Um, Dre McKesson talk about protest and how to protest. And he was saying that white people can do things with their bodies yep. that people of color can't do because... We can get up and we can get near a policeman. We, right. We can get... So, like, sometimes it's not even about, like, anything other than, like... I mean, he didn't say forming a circle, but the basic idea of, like, forming a barrier of white people <laughs> around black people so they can be the leaders, they can get their message across... No, like, the chances that I'm going to get pepper sprayed are way lower than Mm -hmm. the chances that a black person standing next to me is going to. And I I think that, you know, 
we want to lead and we want to do all these things. And sometimes we have to follow and, and use our privilege in any possible way that we can. Like there's, so it's September 30th. There's the March for Racial Justice. And I think within that is the March for Black Women that we've already said is a chapter we're going to participate in because, and again, I always go back to the picture that I don't know if it was real from the Women's March, but I think it has a good sentiment of the black woman carrying the sign that said, I'll see all you nice white ladies at the next Black Lives Matter March. I think now more than ever, like we, we need to do that. Like we need to be there. Like we need to show up in numbers to support this because this is getting, not that it wasn't relevant before. It's, it, it's definitely relevant, but this is... reached a turning point. It's reached a turning point. It's escalating beyond what I think many of us thought it would get to. <laughs> and maybe it's because we're, we're white women and we have that privilege yeah. to be like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, there are Nazis in the street. Crap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How did that happen? This escalated quickly. Yeah. Um, in eight months. So... I think it's something that as a chapter we've, you know, we've started talking about and we, we want to bring numbers. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also about being willing to take the, take the risk. Like what, like we, um, we had a woman come to speak, um, to our group, not to our group, sorry, to Maryland now. Mm-hmm. Her name is Carrie, and I can't think of her Carrie last Gray. name. Carrie Gray. Thank you. Carrie Gray. Um, and she said, you know, you've, you've got to be willing to sacrifice something. Like, what are you willing to sacrifice? And I thought about that a lot this weekend. Like, I would go to tweet something. So stupid. Like, just to tweet something. And I was like, uh. And then people are going to, like, say mean stuff to me and, like, mm-hmm. start tweeting all this crazy, dis- you know, what are they, deplorable Mike is going to tweet at me <laughs> and, like, whatever, say terrible stuff to me. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm worried about Who cares? I'm worried about someone. Yeah. I'm worried about somebody being mean to me on Twitter. And, like, if I can't even put some skin in the game, then, like, I shouldn't be doing this. And, I mean, obviously it takes a lot more skin in the game than putting posting something to Twitter. But, um, you know, you, I think it's helpful to think about it in the context of, am I getting pepper spray? Like, what is happening that, you know... Yeah. What am I afraid of versus what is somebody else afraid of? And we and it's about and you and I talked about this earlier this week. It's about making ourselves uncomfortable. Yeah. Like the Women's March wasn't necessarily uncomfortable. Like I I think I was nervous going in because I was like oh, that's a lot of people. Yeah, you know that's a lot of people in a in a limited public transportation system. But I mean. It was fine. Yeah. Like, it was perfectly safe. Like, I wasn't uncomfortable. Like, we have to do things that make ourselves uncomfortable because that's what's going to bring change. We have to step out of our little protected bubble. Yeah. Even if that means having really awkward conversations with your family members who might not have the most enlightened views. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's right. And I think it's, and I think it's important to, I don't know, I've, I'm, I think having those awkward conversations and call, like calling it back with some older family members to like remember remember like Indiana Jones like do you remember when well, you hated Nazis like well what on earth is going 
my. And so, like, I, so I'm first generation, right? Like, yeah. my, my father wasn't born here. My father was born in Europe. And I was with my father this weekend. And we were talking about it. And he was just like, this is not okay. Yeah. And full disclosure, my father voted or says he voted for our current president. And he is just like, this is not okay. Like, this is not. Yeah. This is, he's like. These guys are bad news. Like, they don't let this happen in Europe. Like, why is this? Which I know in some places in Europe it happens, but... Yeah. It's... it's So, it's again, not all Trump voters apparently think this is a great thing. Yeah. But it let... He and I generally don't talk about politics because then I want to bang my head into a wall. Um, but we had an awkward conversation, and it was like, okay, we actually have common ground, and unfortunately we have to find it used to be assumed that everyone in this country thought, like, this stuff isn't okay. And now, apparently, yeah. not. But I guess we'll have more news about... There's planning going on, so we'll have more news about the march. It's on September 30th um, in yeah. D.C. And then there's talk of other activities around that weekend because um, there's some religious observances. There's Yom Kippur that weekend. So the March organizers put out this long statement addressing the conflict, understanding that it's an uh, important day of, day of observance for our Jewish friends. And um, so they're working on addressing that so many can participate. Jumping from that, and... We all understand this is more about, this is more than monuments, more than taking down monuments. Like, it's not, it's about how our country treats people of color. Um, But I think the protests stem from them wanting to take down monuments in Richmond. Uh, Not Richmond, sorry, Charlottesville. Richmond, they want to take them out too. But um, something that happened close to home this week is, Monday night in Baltimore, the city council, I guess, quietly and unanimously voted to take down Baltimore's four Confederate memorials. And then while we all slept on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, they took them out. Yay! The mayor, Catherine Pugh, was like, this isn't good for our city. And she had them removed. Um, And there's... I don't think there's any plan yet for where them go- they're going. There's been a few discussions about putting them in a Confederate cemetery or um, someone. I saw some article that said, let's melt them down and make a Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman memorial. I don't know if any of that is accurate, but um, I know the three of us were super happy to wake up and find that Baltimore like acted so quickly yeah. on that. Like It was just like not in our city, we're done. Um, And there's even talk now of removing um, the statue of Chief Justice Justice Roger Taney, who is the writer of the Dred Scott decision, which I had to look it up. It's the worst of the worst. Yeah, basically saying that African-Americans couldn't be U.S. citizens. Um, Just, like, weren't full people. Weren't full people. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So there's a statue of him at the Maryland State House. And there's been talk for a long time of taking that down or putting it somewhere else. And now that talk has escalated and even Hogan has come out and said, like, it's time to go. It's time for it to go. Um, So, yeah, that's. 
again, it's not about the monuments, but uh, as I heard someone in Frederick say this weekend, it's not, we don't agree that it's the best thing to give these statues places of prominence because these people don't represent our values anymore. So we need to remove those from places of prominence. Like, what, what did you say before? Oh, so I think it's Caroline O. on Twitter. She said that um, those people belong in history books, not on pedestals. Not on pedestals. Yeah. And yeah, or museums, not on yeah. pedestals. As somebody whose background is in cultural studies and, and I've worked for a bunch of museums, um, you don't have to remember history by honoring people with statues and monuments. Like, that's absurd. Those things are supposed to be um, saved for people who deserve to be honored in a positive way. If you want to preserve history in an area, put up a freaking plaque or something. Or make... Like, yeah, if it's a in, spot where something historic happened. Yeah, like yeah. in downtown Rockville, they have the a Civil War walking tour. They have yeah. little signs up where you can go and read what happened. Yeah. And you want to preserve history, that's a way to do it without celebrating bad people. Yeah. Yeah, and these guys were bad people. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, in Baltimore, it was... It was the the big one was Stonewall Jackson and and um, Robert E Lee, yeah. Like the big horse statues, they took them down. Um, I think one was Taney too. I think one in Baltimore was Taney, but they. I mean, I. I'm of the mind that they should probably go to a cemetery or something, like instead of completely destroying things because of the art component, but I don't think they should be on public land and being like, here's these wonderful people. No, that's not what they were. Because mm-hmm. if a city puts up a statue, like like whichever one of you just said, that's like the city saying this is what our values right. are. This is what represents our city. There was nothing Americans, especially conservative Americans, cheered more than when those soldiers pulled down the statue of Saddam. Yeah. Yeah. It was like on every news station, they ran up an American flag like they were, well, yeah, discovering like, I don't know, whatever, but, yeah, that was like, yeah, yeah, that was a move that was interesting, but they, they did it to Stalin too, but they, yeah, they pulled down the staff, I mean, there is symbolism, these, it's one thing to say like, well, I don't, it's not even symbolic, like, you can't even argue that you don't think there's symbolism, if you cheer and, and broadcast and celebrate the pulling down of Saddam's statue, then you can't say that a statue existing somewhere means nothing. And I think it's important to point yep. out, we were talking about this before too, these weren't statues that were erected at the end of the Civil War. This no. wasn't no, like a... No, Baltimore's were erected in like 1948 or something. Yeah, like <laughs> they said there were two periods when these statues went up. When yeah. Reconstruction was over and Jim Crow laws were starting, so like 1870, 1880, yeah. and then when the Civil Rights Movement started. So these statues were specifically erected to remind people, uh, certain people, these were the men that were fighting for these certain values. And not, and the, the, the men that lost the war, by the way. Yeah. Like, and they, I must, lost, they lost the war. I must say <laughs> Richmond 
saying that they want to examine taking down the statue. On Monument Row. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. You heard that too today, huh? That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Because they don't, like, it's not, and I, I, I saw some comments on social media about Mayor Pugh, like, do you think it was right that she did it in the middle of the night? Personally, I think it's right that she did it in the middle of the night, because why give this any more fanfare than any Right. We're, she's, well, she's I, protecting the public safety of her she's, constituents. She's protecting her constituents and also sending a message, this isn't about anything other than we're done with this we don't believe in this it needs to come down we need to stop right elevating this right and we're just we're cutting it right so no i think she did the right thing people in baltimore just don't like things being done in the middle of the night ever since the colts left (laughs) (laughs) apparently there was a small i was reading there was like a small crowd and the police were there and the police were like encouraging people to take selfies with the statues like it seemed like Considering the issues Baltimore has had with the police in the past, like, two years, like, it seemed like a very, like... Cathartic. Cathartic and, dare I say, chill going on. So that was also... You know, there's a lot of problems in Baltimore, but it's nice that, like, a nice story came out. Yeah, that is nice. As I said on Twitter, Baltimore is my favorite. I do love Baltimore, too. (laughs) In lighter news, Taylor Swift won her lawsuit for one dollar. Yay! Excuse me. So we talked about it last week, how um, this DJ was suing Taylor Swift for defamation and suing his employee for wrongful termination. I honestly cannot tell you what happened with the DJ and his employer, um, because I wasn't paying attention to that part of it. But uh, the jury did award Taylor Swift her um, symbolic $1, because she was counter-suing for $1. She wanted to prove the DJ dropped his case, didn't he? I don't know. I, think so. I honestly wasn't like I was like Taylor Swift. Google. Yeah, but um, Taylor said if she won her lawsuit, she was going to make a donation to women's charities for sexual assault and all that. So today they reported that, or I'm sorry, the Joyful Heart Foundation reported that Taylor made a very generous donation, and they didn't disclose the amount. They said it was very generous. So good for you, Taylor. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Joyful Heart Foundation was founded by Mariska Haggerty, otherwise known as Olivia Benson on Leonard SVU. Bong bong. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> um, little bit of Taylor Swift trivia. She has a cat named Olivia Benson, but um, just from their website, the Joyful Heart is a national organization with hubs of service in New York, Los Angeles, and Honolulu. The vision is a world free of sexual assault, domestic violence, and child abuse. Um, our mission is to transform society's response to sexual assault, domestic, viol- domestic violence, and child abuse, support survivor's healing, and end this violence forever. We carry out this mission in three ways, healing, education, and advocacy. So, you know, she gets, Taylor Swift gets a lot of crap. Um, but I think that was... And her statement was awesome, too. It was like... I'm a woman of privilege and I have the money to pay for a lawyer and to not work and to go to court for as long as it takes. And I know not everyone has that. And I don't know, it was just, it was a really self-aware statement, I thought, that she made. Yeah, like she gets, she gets a lot of heat and I'm not saying that some of it isn't warranted, but I think the way she handled this was very, she handled it very well. Yeah, great job. Yeah. I would like to confirm that the judge did drop 
the DJ's complaint and suit against her. Yeah. The judge said there wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't sufficient. But she still got her dollar. She did. <laughs> you want to talk about Texas? Sure. Uh, Although I must say, this is the uh, first week, and I think only week, where I will ever say I fully agree with something Ted Cruz said. <laughs> Speaking of Texas. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say what that is so we don't oh, he, seem like we're supporting so, Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> so after, after the Charlottesville incident on Saturday, and I don't know if he released a statement Saturday or Sunday, um, but I saw it Sunday, and he was calling for a Department of Justice investigation into a hate crime and terrorism for the person who drove his car into the Yeah, yeah and he crowd. called it terrorism. Yeah, he called it, he called it terrorism. He said, this is, not, this is not supportive of American values and all that. So mark your calendars. I agreed with Ted Cruz this weekend. Mm-hmm. Do not hold your breath for another one. I'm sure not. I'm sorry. I just, someone just... Um, Ben Jacobs just uh, tweeted out, um, he reports for The Guardian, but he's the one who got his glasses knocked off and got body slammed by Greg Gianforte in oh, Montana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just tweeted out an article from the Washington Post. Um, Josh Hicks is the author on the article, and the scoop is that um, the highest-ranking Dem in Mar- state of Maryland, who is Maryland Senate President um, Thomas V. Mike Miller, Jr., uh, he's from Calvert County. Too many names. Again, Democrat. <laughs> um, is lashing out at, I'm just reading verbatim here, is lashing out at Governor Larry Hogan for quickly advancing plans this week to remove controversial State House statue of former U.S. Supreme Court Justice Roger B. Taney, who, I think it's actually Tawny. You know that? Because you say Tawny Town. That's oh, is that? Oh. Who defended, sli- now that I'm reading it, and I've been saying it to you all week, too. Um, who defended slavery in the landmark 1857 Dred Scott decision. In a letter to the governor, Miller defended Tawny's legacy and said the memorial should stay put. Why is the Democrat doing that? I don't know. Calvert County? Yeah. yeah. No Um, offense, Calvert County. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, anyway, that's just, just scooped it just now. Is it time to think of clever protest signs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we gotta put our thinking caps on. Yeah. Okay. Can't can't reuse the vagenda of man aside for this one. No. No, it's pretty good though. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, that was a quick so, update there. That's okay. So, um earlier this week, Greg Abbott, who's the governor of Texas, who I would just like to point out. Texas could have had Wendy Davis, but they chose Greg Abbott instead. He signed a bill that's being known, being called uh, Rape Insurance for Women. Texas uh, insurers um, no longer have to cover abortion, including in cases of rape, incest, or fetuses with fatal medical conditions. I love that people have to sit at a board meeting discussing this. Mm Mm-hmm. And someone has to be like, oh, don't forget that we want to make sure that even if it's incest, that's still in there. Can someone write that down? Incest, yeah. fetal how abnormality. Does that, how does a conversation grow? How does that happen? Well, I can tell you probably <sighs> because this picture of him smiling, holding up the bill he signed to take away rights for women, he's, Greg Abbott is a white man. 
and he's with two other white men smiling. So I don't know what goes on in Texas, but were women even included? Who knows? Certainly no poor women, because rich women in Texas could go somewhere else to get an abortion. <laughs> well, Texas has just been like right. I mean, doing everything they can to limit abortion and reproductive rights. I mean, they're the ones yeah. with the whole trap law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that got thrown out. Thank yeah. you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, I, just like, I don't understand. I just don't understand. It's always so, it's already so cruel. It's just already so cruel. And then to sit there and say, because it's, it's not, it's not something that, like, comes out after. You have to write it into the law. You have to write into the law. That if a girl is raped by her own father, she's got to carry that baby. She's got to have the she's gotta baby. She's got to have that baby, even yeah. though, even though you have to sit oh. there and think about it and write it. Even though yeah. pulling out my my science background, there's a high chance that that baby is probably going to have a lot of physical issues because oh, you but don't can't, worry, Jenny, because that's also included. Because if you, you can't have those genetics are a little too close yeah, there. Like yeah. can't have that. But nope, that it somehow it's her fault. She's got to carry that baby, and it, it yeah, know, we don't care. Well, basically, um, there's this cool. article in Think Progress um, that says that um, the majority of women in Texas don't pay out of pocket for abortions. Um, they use insurance. Um, and they say Medicaid is the second most common method of payment, but basically what this law does is try to undermine access to abortion by making people think it's not health care, like creating a bigger stigma around abortion by making it impossible to get or like saying that it's, it can't be covered by insurers. You're basically legally saying that's not health care, Therefore, you don't get That's not a medical. right to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, but I feel like this is a common practice. Like, they did it with, um, the country did it with, with, um, gay marriage. Where, you know, the, well, the church doesn't have to marry or it has to be a civil union or whatever. All their ways around it. That really just served to undermine the validity of, of gay marriage, right? To say, like you're not the same and it and it had a it had a whole waterfall effect because then it creates an environment where kids can get picked on because they're not the same because they're not equal because and it does they it's a common I feel like it's a common tactic of theirs to say like okay we can't stop this so how can we find all the loopholes and then once we found all the loopholes how can we make sure that there's no equivalence between medical care and an abortion so that eventually the the consciousness of people changes into thinking that abortion is not medical care. Look, it's not even covered by your insurance. How can you say it's medical care? And mm-hmm. yeah. I have two thoughts. One, for people who claim to be Christians, they sure as hell should, <sighs> should study up on what, what that guy said about some things. Um, but the other thing is when I when you first sent me this article, I kind of question the legality of it because Medicaid's federal and I think it was in the Affordable Health Care Act or Affordable Care Act that that insurance has to cover abortion 
because it's healthcare. Yeah. So I don't know if this is something they're set up, they're setting up to challenge, you know, to, to challenge the Supreme Court or whatever, or if I'm just imagining it, but I don't, I don't know that he can do this, but that hasn't stopped Texas before, so. Yeah, Texas had just had their bathroom, their attempted bathroom law. Yeah. Stopped. Um, but they keep trying. They're really go-getters there. Mm-hmm. Anything they can do to repress the rights of women, minorities, LGBTQIA people, they're just, they're just ready, raring to go. Yep. Great. Awesome. I mean, there are more proof that there are people down there fighting. There are people down there fighting. More proof that conservatives can't get over it when they lose things. They can't get over it. Can can I quote Selena Myers? Yeah, yeah. So for those Meyer without the excuse me, Selena Meyer. Haven't you looked at her bust? Come on now, (laughs) (laughs) Selena Meyer. If men could get pregnant, you could get an abortion at the ATM. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And for those of you who don't know who Selena Meyer is, please watch Veep. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> very, very funny. Well, that was sad. Um, could, but there's happiness on the yeah. somewhere else. Yes. Flip side. On the other side of the country. Head, no- head north. Head northwest. Pacific <laughs> Northwest in Oregon. Um, the governor signed a bill. Is the governor a man or a woman? The gov- governor is a woman. Oh, my goodness. What do you know? Imagine that. Is it Governor Kate Brown, I believe her name is? I know her last name's Brown. Um, governor Kate Brown signed a bill that... Uh, requires any insurance sold in Oregon to cover reproductive health care, including birth control and abortions. See, abortion is, in fact, health care. Um, this bill also allocates public funding, I think it's about $10 million, for family planning and postpartum care for low-income women, which I think a lot of people often think of, you know, family planning, and, you know, that's important, like, People who don't want to get pregnant for low income, it's important that you, it's really important that you don't get pregnant. Um, but the postpartum care is something I think that is not often paid attention to in this country. So that was nice. Yeah. National now put out a press release about it and called it the most progressive reproductive rights um, legislation in the country. So. They're one. Of, I think it's that they're one of two states who do this. California is the other. So maybe that's something uh, Maryland should do. We can get on board with. Yeah. yeah. Let's make Larry Hogan do that. I'm sorry. We'll wait till 2018. Is this is this now? In one week, I agree with something Ted Cruz has said and something Hogan has said. Sign of the apocalypse. I mean, but, like, second only to the sky is blue is Nazis are bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'm sure they all all also think that two plus two equals four. Yeah. All right. So, I read a a story today. Um, So, I don't read his tweets because I don't. I I blocked the entire family. I don't. I don't read his tweets. Because I, I get annoyed when, like, that we actually report on his tweets. Like, I think we, quotation marks, created this monster. But anyway, tangent. So he's been tweeting out, they're destroying beautiful Confederate monuments and beautiful, beautiful this, beautiful that, artwork, blah, 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 blah. So apparently, in the 80s, when he bought the building where Trump Tower stands now, there was another building there. And this building was built in... 
the early 1900s in, in New York. And um, it had beautiful, like, Art Deco uh, figures on it. So these two, not, not fairies, but two <coughs> figures on top Sorry. of the building. So when he bought the building, the Metropolitan Museum of Art were like, Oh yeah, you got it. You got to take these down. Like, please take them down. We'll put them in the museum. Like, they're valuable pieces of artwork. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. If it's cost effective, smash them to pieces. Yeah, like I heard just about that. smash mm-hmm. them to pieces. And apparently, like the cost of removing them, like the construction of the tower was like a hundred million dollars, and the cost of removing these, these, they would really be like slabs with these women on them. I don't know, less than a hundred thousand dollars, like some something ridiculously not expensive. Well, but they, like, were the women tens or just twos? <laughs> he oh, probably yeah, he wasn't into in it. Case. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he clearly, doesn't care about art as much as he. And he que- at the time he questioned the Metropolitan Museum of Art's judgment on what was good art. Cannot. Oh. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't gold. <laughs> it wasn't gold. They were. They were. Yeah. You know, cement slabs. But. Yeah. Um. Can I just tell you both what happened today? I went to a demonstration at the White House and spoke with a a Trump supporter. You have who, a fun job sometimes. I was gonna say that before you said spoke to a Trump supporter. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um. He basically asked if we were if we liked Trump, and we were like, what about what we're doing right now? <laughs> Looks like we like Trump. Um, Keeping the front step warm while it's in New Jersey. Yeah, um, but he, I was with a group of women, including uh, Stacy, who was on our podcast a couple weeks ago, um, and this man was like, Donald Trump is good for women. He has a beautiful daughter. That, that was the first thing he said to us. After, do you like Trump? I'm like, what what on earth does that even have to do with anything? Right. Like, he has a beautiful daughter, so he's good for women. That makes zero sense, first of all. And I love how his only adjective... I mean, I'm no fan of Ivanka Trump, but, like, she's a successful person. Like, I don't know if beautiful is the first thing I would say. I don't... I don't have anything good to say about anybody in that family. No, no, me either. But that's... That just... It doesn't even make... Just objectifies her right away. Yeah. Yeah. And then... um, And then... We got into some discussion about how Donald Trump sexually assaults women and brags about it and rates women based on how they look and blah, blah, blah. And when we were talking about the sexual assault person... Or the sexual assault... Uh, aspect. The person said, like, it was okay because he's only human. And I was like, oh my god. And then, um... At least he didn't say boys will be boys. So he's <laughs> only people, human. Right? I know, it's, it's like, the same. No, no, I know, I know. I mean, it's like, the same. What? Don't people say that all the time, though? Yeah, yeah. Boys will be, yeah. I've mean, heard that, like, a million times in my life, haven't you? But yeah. then he just started, like... I'm looking at you because I hate that phrase. I know, I do and, too. like, I don't know how to, like... Oh my gosh, of course. ...verbally express that in a I way know. that's acceptable for this it's, podcast. It's I was like, no, when he said he's only human, I was like, so am I. Like, that doesn't mean I get to be sexually assaulted. So, yes, yeah, so it was that mother- woman he's sexually assaulted. Yeah, I was like, what? Um, and then uh, he just started, like, rambling, like, bullshit about how... 
he claimed Donald Trump has hired more women than any other politician in history. No. And, like... You know who hired more women? The woman who was more qualified uh-huh. for the job. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was just, like, spewing this nonsense. But I was just like, what's going on in your brain? <laughs> Well, you think what you're saying But I've never is watched okay. Fox News. Like, do you think they say that on Fox News that he's hired a lot of women? Yeah. I mean, do you know I what I mean? Like, do you think probably. that's a do you think it's an, like a fake I don't, like, a lie like, that he's gotten from Fox News? I mean, so it could be. The, so my gym has TVs. Fox all News, over. the the chain, this channel that everybody is getting fired or suspended yeah. for. Because no, I know, I know, I know what you're saying, but like they have no right to claim people are good for I women. Know. But I know. They, like so. Where I go to the gym, they have TVs, and they have different channels. Like, they have CNN, they have ESPN, they have all this other crap. But they have Fox News. And when I am stuck on the treadmill in front of Fox News, it is horrific. I would rather stab my eyeballs, because they just lie. Like, or it's, it's, they take one piece of a story and harp on that and ignore everything else. And it's just, I've been in the presence of family members who are watching it, and I look at them and I'm like, my head's going to explode. We need to change this. With the exception of Shepard Smith. Because I think they're holding him hostage for some reason. <laughs> but he was the one who went on yesterday yeah. and said, like, so we tried. We couldn't get one Republican to come on the show and defend his comments. So I don't But I think it, feed, I think it feeds them lies all day. And they're like, that's true. He's great for women. Because Kellyanne... Friggin' Conway <laughs> goes on and says, he's great for women. Like, I'm a- she's a, she said, Donald Trump doesn't sexually assault people. He's never sexually assaulted me. I've been in a room with him so many times. He's never sexually assaulted me. Like, that's not how it works, Kellyanne. He's our woman of the week. Are we up to that yet? Yeah. Okay, Taylor's <laughs> like, I want to be done. <laughs> no, we are. I feel like I need to go watch, like, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade yeah, that's how it, to yeah. watch Harrison Ford punch Nazis. Yeah, but if you, the crap out of Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Since you've admitted all the ridiculous things you haven't watched, I'll say I've never watched Indiana Jones. What? Any of them. Well. <laughs> Jenny Rose is, like, deadpan staring at me. <laughs> that just seems super weird to me. I've never seen Indiana Jones? Yeah. Has anything I've ever said indicated to you that I would be interested in a movie like that? Well, you were a child once, right? You weren't born this age. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you two out of four of the movies, although some people refuse to recognize that there is a fourth movie, are genuinely good movies. I've never seen the fourth one. Don't. Don't. D- d- no. I mean, maybe we'll we'll drink and we'll watch it and we'll laugh okay. at it, but... okay. But yeah, if, if, um, yes, no, Harrison Ford beats up Nazis. I thought it was like in a cave. There are parts of, of many of oh, them the that first are in a one. cave. You're thinking of the first one then. The third one, they're in a cave when they go to get the grail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's at the end. But I a mean, grail? I feel like or the grail. grail. Grail, holy grail. grail. Oh, I thought they were like barbecuing. They're also, the first one, he's looking for the Ark of the Covenant. Right? Because Hitler was looking for the Ark of the Covenant. And then We're going to cut this, right? And then the third one... Every episode ends with us yeah. cutting and then the third, And then in the third one, they're, they're looking for the Holy Grail, because the Nazis are looking for the Holy Grail. So, yeah. So, anyway. We'll... It ties in Nazis, Harrison Ford. 
Okay. Who's the woman of the week? Okay. <laughs> um, so this week's woman of the week is battling Bella Abzug, uh, who's a big-time feminist, former congresswoman from New York. As we've mentioned on the podcast before this Saturday, August 26th, is Women's Equality Day. Women's Equality Day was designated as such in 1971 thanks to a bill Bella introduced to Congress. August 26th is the anniversary of the certification of the 19th Amendment giving women the right to vote. Bella wanted to recognize the anniversary and also shine a light on the equality women were still in 1971 and are still now trying to achieve. Uh, Every president since 1972 has issued proclamations recognizing August 26th as Women's Equality Day. And I uh, personally am kind of curious to see if uh, that's going to happen again this year. We'll we'll see if misogynist-in-chief wants to do that. Uh, Bella was born in 1920, which was a good year. Uh, Why was it a good year? Because that's when women got the right to vote. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She graduated from Columbia Law School in 1947. Uh, became a human and civil rights lawyer and spent more than 20 years representing people she said were on the, quote, outside of power, including those labeled as communists during McCarthyism. In 1961, she co-founded a group called Women's Strike for Peace, which was against the nuclear arms race and later the Vietnam War. Uh, as a strong anti-war advocate and act- activist, she was not a fan of my man, Lyndon Johnson, um, who I'm still going to maintain, <laughs> is the most progressive president we've ever had, uh, aside from the Vietnam War, which I've already said I don't like, so don't like tweet me or whatever. Don't at me. Yeah, don't <laughs> at me. Um, she was elected to Congress in 1970, and she served three terms. She represented New York's Upper West Side. Uh, Her campaign slogan was, This woman's place is in the House, the House of Representatives. It's like the shirt. I love it. I know. (laughs) Emily's List appropriated that. Um, While in Congress, she was a true champion for women and worked to advance women in many different spheres, spheres of life. She wrote the Equal Credit Act, which banned discrimination against women in getting credit, credit cards, loans, and mortgages. Um, so, yes, it wasn't until the 1970s, um, when a woman could have been denied credit cards or a freaking mortgage solely because she was a woman. So, not that long ago, um, she recorded a a funny mock American Express ad in which she basically highlights the absurdity of a credit card company asking her husband to sign off allowing her to get a credit card. We'll post uh, we'll post the video of that on our on our website. Um, she introduced an amendment to the Civil Rights Act in 1975 to open up the act to include lesbian and gay rights. It was the first LGBTQIA rights bill introduced in U.S. history. Uh, if you will recall, a few weeks ago, our current Justice Department. Um, led by perennial bigot Jeff Sessions. Keebler de- Elf. <laughs> yeah, declared that the Civil Rights Act does not apply to LGBTQIA Americans. So, um, there's that. Uh, Bella, Gloria Steinem, Shirley Chisholm, and Betty Friedan, 
who was a founding member of NOW and was NOW's first president. Um, they co-founded the National Women's Political Caucus, the goal of which was to get more women elected to political office. Women are still nowhere near equal, on equal footing compared to men in terms of elected officials in this country um, at all levels of government. Um, Bella passed bills that positively impacted both women and children, emphasizing, for instance, that her legislation for quality daycare affected women because, quote, without adequate low-cost daycare facilities, women are doomed to occupy low-paying, low-prestige jobs. Without daycare, women must remain economic serfs. Uh, after she left Congress in 1977, she continued to work for women's rights, both nationally and internationally. Uh, she died in 1998, and I love her Washington Post obituary. Um, which in the headline calls her a feminist before even saying she was a congresswoman. So, mm -hmm. I like that. It's uh, kind of ridiculous that we're still talking about these issues now, like 40 years later. Yuck. I'm just amazed that women in our, in like our mom's, gen like our parents' generation. Couldn't get a credit card. Couldn't get a credit card. They... Fought, well, I know my mom told me when she first got, after she got married, she went to get her credit card, like her charge card at Lord and Hill or something, changed to her new last name. And they wanted to put Mrs. My Dad's first name and her new yeah. last name. And she said, absolutely oh, no. not. <laughs> Ms. And then her first name and her new last name. But it's just... What's, it's amazing to me that she and other women of that generation are still fighting. Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't you be, like, exhausted? And now that, like, 45 is in there, like, wouldn't you be like, oh, my gosh, we've been fighting for this for so long. This guy and his administration just want to take us backwards. And they still have the energy to fight. I mean, I like... I was going to say, it's eight months and I'm exhausted. It's all, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just so much. Actually, as... Speaking of Texas, um, <clears throat> I think back when um, Wendy Davis was doing her whole filibuster, there was a, a sign from the protest at the Capitol in Austin. It was just some older woman that was just holding up a sign that says, my arms are tired from holding this sign since the <laughs> 70s. I was like, that's the best protest sign I've ever seen. Yeah. Not sure that's the second best protest sign I ever saw. At the at the women's march, there was somebody oh. in front of us that said, "You're so vain. I bet you think this sign is about you." <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I just I don't know. Some some insane amount of credit to them for paving the way, and then pulling us along with them as they fight these battles again and again and again. Yeah, and I just remember. Can you imagine 40 years from now, like, if we're still talking about states no. restricting abortion rights? No, and, I have a 10 year old like, daughter, and I can't imagine that. And I and I have used that with family members who, not in this election, but in the, in in previous elections, who have who live in swing states, and have said things like, "Neither one of them is going to really do anything for me," or neither. And I was like, "Do me a favor. Do me a favor." You have a grandchild. You have a great niece, or whoever they are. 
who might need access to a safe, legal abortion someday, if you only vote for one reason, how about you make that the reason? That was a, one, a friend of mine. Her, um, her family lives in Alaska and one of the ones near Wisconsin. Not Wisconsin, but yeah. a state out, out there. And that was her thing, like, because her family's pretty hardcore Republican. And she's like, you just, she's like, for me, yeah. do this for me. Like, don't, yeah. you know. And I think she got, like, a 50-50 success rate. But yeah. 50, you know, so many more than she would have. But that was her, she wrote, like, a long letter to her family, like, I don't want any Christmas presents, I don't want any birthday presents, I want, just want you to vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Because she's like, this is, this is, people have been fighting for this for years, and he's These are basic civil <laughs> rights. There are basic civil rights. It kills me when women don't freaking vote. Like, somebody oh. had to fight for your right. People, not just somebody. People had to fight and be force-fed and jailed and died yeah. for your right to vote. Yeah. Like, freaking use it. Yeah. That's what I, um, yeah. I made my sister watch Iron Jawed Angels, like, I think Obama's second election. Because she was like, yeah, I'm not going to vote. And I was like, you're going to no, vote. you're going to vote. Like, you're going to walk your, your ass to the fire station that is four blocks away and you are going to stand in line and you are going to vote. Yeah. Like. Well, when a moment like this not happens. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, not only in like the, pre like vote in every election. Yeah. Yes. Primaries. Yeah. Local. Yeah. Like you have to freaking but the, vote. You get a sticker. It's fun. Yeah. Do you like, <laughs> Maryland needs to design much better stickers. Yeah. Like it's so boring. And the, well, and this is when when we all feel helpless in moments like this with Charlottesville, and everyone's just like tossing and turning around looking for something to do. What can I do? What can I do? You can vote. You can vote to make sure that that women and minorities and people of color are that their rights are protected. That mm -hmm. gerrymandering doesn't prevent them from voting. That voter suppression doesn't prevent them from voting. Mm -hmm. You can go vote to make sure that women keep access to all their health care, that privacy is protected for everybody. Mm -hmm. There are, those things are on the ballot at the delegate level, at the city council level, at the county council level. They are on the ballot at every level in off-year elections, in non-presidential elections. They are there every time. And if you are feeling right now like there's nothing you can do, there's a huge thing you can do. You can mm -hmm. register to vote. And, and you can vote. And Virginia, it has a huge governor's race coming up. Yes. This yeah. year. Yes. Like, it's important who wins. Yes. Yes, yes. because Democratic governors do not control much of the no. country right now. Yeah. And Virginia, they you can it's a one-term. Yeah. You can only be a one-term governor yeah. in Virginia. So, um, can we give an update on Madam C.J. Walker? Oh, yeah. So... Um, previous woman of the week. Previous woman of the week. So LeBron James has a production company, which I just learned about today. Mm -hmm. Cool. So cool. Yeah, but they're, he's, um, they've greenlit a show about Madam C.J. Walker, like a TV show, and Octavia Spencer is going to play Madam C.J. So 
That's pretty cool. That'd Definitely have some watch parties for that. Yes. Yes. I really hope it's going to be a lot happier than our Handmaid's Tale watch parties. Yeah, I mean, it seems like kind of a success story. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. She went from, like, nothing to... Millionaire. Yeah, the first black millionaire, female millionaire. First female, female millionaire. Yeah, self-made. Yeah, self-made. first self-made yeah. female millionaire. Yeah. Um, so that'll that'll be cool. We should have some events on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should um, register people to vote in Virginia. Like, go into Virginia and register voters. Yeah, or drive people to the That's, like, polls. Um, I don't know if anyone has seen Charlie Wilson's War. Or know who Charlie Wilson is? Yes, I do, and I know the I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I not see it. He um, so Charlie Wilson was a congress Democratic congressman in Texas, and he Charlie Wilson was the one who originally started telling them to go into Afghanistan and teach the Afghanis to fight against the Soviets, like that first part in the 70s and 80s. But anyway, Charlie they told. Charlie Wilson told the story about how he got elected. Um, his neighbor, his neighbor who was the con- who was the city councilman, killed his dog. Had his oh, dog. Yeah. yeah, he had his dog eat ground glass because the dog kept going in his yard. So, come election day, Charlie Wilson would go to the poor black neighborhoods, and these people didn't have a way to get to the polls. They could vote, but they couldn't get to the polls. So Charlie Wilson would pick them up. He was also running for city council. He would go, he would pick these people up, drive them to the polls, wouldn't wouldn't give them a pitch, wouldn't do anything. He would, you know, they would know who he was, but he would just say, that other guy who's running against me killed my dog. Ugh. And coupled with the fact that he was helping these people get sure. to the polls and he was a champion for these people, he won. And he huh. never lost another election. And it was just like he got to know the people, yeah. and he helped these people register to vote and help these people get to the polls. So, again, I don't know if this is an issue in Maryland, but I was reading about how in other places people volunteer to get people to the polls because yeah. in this climate they are going after they are actively going against voting rights. Yeah, and part of that is going to be. Moving polling places or gerrymandering the crap out of everything. So it's important that people help with that as well. Yeah. And no matter how many um, white supremacists you denounce, if you want to keep black people from voting, then you're a racist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Basically. That's all I got. So so what, do do we have any upcoming chapter events? Second Wednesday in September, we're going to have a meeting. No one. no one has a calendar out yet. Bear with us. The 13th. <laughs> September 13th. And then September 20th will be our happy hour. Location still TBD, but we will be posting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I remembered, everybody. I remembered. Do it. Yes. <laughs> if you want to go to our website, <laughs> you can go to www mcmdnow.org it's mc for montgomery county md for maryland now for national organization for women if you want to see the links of all the stories and everything um we talk about on the podcast you can go to mcmdnow.org slash 52 women and you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram 
at MCMD now. Uh, we post about lots of stuff that's not descriptive or enticing to go visit <laughs> us. Um, We're funny. Send yeah. us. We try to send us um, suggestions for stuff you want to hear about. What's going on in the county? A potential woman of the week. Country that, too. We're yeah, country, the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, potential woman of the week. Um, event ideas. I don't know. Talk yeah, to action us. items. Yeah. Stuff you would like us to be working on. Um, we hope to be planning our more of our own events coming up in the fall when people are back from vacation and everything. Um, our own. Uh, Montgomery County now thought of and sponsored events and actions. Um, we've talked about our legislative 101 that we want to have in the fall. Um, hopefully some educational programs. Maybe a book club. Book club. Trivia night. Um, definitely trivia night. Yeah. Even if it's just the three of us, I'm down to play. Um, Come hang out. It could be fun. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can. But have don't some. try to win the '70s TV category. Oh no! I'll beat you. I'll beat everybody. <laughs> Jenny Rose. No. In the '80s TV category. Yeah. Or the Indiana Jones trivia. Um, can I say two things about our last episode? First. I messed up the name of the one Rhoda episode that I talked about, and I could not be more ashamed of myself. Oh, no. It's I called gotta find Windows by Rhoda. Oh. Not Windows for Rhoda, by Rhoda, because it's her own business. I was editing the podcast. Those prepositions. I was like, how in the world did I mess up the name? I'm, I know the name. Just if, if you happen to be listening, Valerie Harper. <laughs> I know the name. We should tweet at her. Hey, we talked about you last week. We should. Um, yeah, if you follow us on Twitter, maybe you can see that. Um, also, we are talking about Nick at Night. And <laughs> Evie 2 is laughing at me. Um, <laughs> Where on earth is this going? <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, am excited to see where it's going. Yeah, we... <laughs> Be Jenny supportive, EB2. Yeah, I know. Jenny Rose was talking about how she used to watch Nick at night. Yeah. And, like, yeah. she was excited when shows she, like, came on. And there was, like, marathons. I distinctly remember the weekend when I was in high school when they premiered The Facts of Life on Nick at Night. Mm -hmm. And they played, like, three straight days of... Almost all the seasons. Real bin, like binge watching before there was binge watching. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I love that. That's when I. That's when I decided I enjoy that show a great deal. It's a great show. Uh huh. Um, take the good. Yeah, you take the bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Yeah, Joe Polnicek's my second favorite TV character. Oh, she's a Greek. She and, Rhoda, Rhoda. she and Rhoda could be friends. You just. I'm just gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna prove how much of a nerd I am right now. Um, so we'll just leave it at that. If you want to rate our podcast five stars, because of all the amazing things we talk about, we'll take three to five at this point. No, five, Jenny Rose. Come on now. Um, you can leave a com you can do that on iTunes and then leave a comment that says Nazis are never good. That could be your comment. <laughs> Nobody else is helping me think of comments. They're just laughing at me. Um. <laughs> what? Oh. No tweet. Uh. 
What is the thing? What is the thing? Tweet us what women's equality means to you in preparation of Women's Equality Day. That could be one thing. Hashtag Women's Equality Day. MCMD now. Sure. Do I just that. came up with that right what is, there. What, is it, what does equality look like? What? Are, yeah. Or what does equality look like? So yeah, talk to us on Twitter. It's fun. Bye. 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 <laughs>